this is my scheduled guest, Senator Ron Johnson. Uh, Senator, good morning. Good morning. Mike. How are you doing? I'm very well. Looking forward to talking with you. Thanks for calling a minute early. Uh, you beat me by about 15 seconds. <laughs> I had to get all the stuff out of the way so we, you and I could have as much time as possible to talk. How are things in D.C. these days? It's still a mess. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry to hear that. But at least some of the mess moves to uh, uh, New York and occasionally to uh, Florida. So, I don't know, does that make it a little calmer? Are, are people uh, just glued to their TVs in cases when you can't look out the window from your office and see what's going on? Well, you know, more and more news is breaking now. The mainstream media is not covering what's being revealed about the Bidens, but uh, that's that's happening all here, so... Well, and th- I, will, I will be involved in that, obviously. Right. And I'm always interested. So uh, allow me to be the uh, uh, a slightly off main uh, uh, stream media and ask about the Biden crime family uh, being charged based on uh, new evidence that's being released. And uh, uh, what I, I read yesterday about uh, an audio tape that may be incriminating and so what do you think is going to happen with the Biden family and uh, charges or not? That's well, just hard to say. I mean, I, yeah. uh, again, Mary Garland's going to protect him. The mainstream media will protect him, but we'll keep pressing. And it uh, sounds like whistleblowers in the, in the FBI are getting a little upset, so they're revealing this information. Well, and who do they reveal it to expecting that it might actually see the light of day? Well, in this case, this whistleblower went to Senator Grassley's office and showed him the FD-1023, which which he, he then revealed on the Senate floor. I mean, he's the one that, uh, because what the House saw was heavily redacted, he saw from the whistleblower the, the almost fully unredacted the 1023 form, and so he provided additional information because the FBI redacted it to the House. <laughs> Again, the, the, the FBI is still playing games. And... and- and getting away with it, apparently. Uh, we'll, we'll see where they get away with it in the end. Well, and, and I have heard yesterday that uh, there are many that predict that all of this mess will uh, continue beyond the 2024 uh, presidential election. You think it'll take that long? Well, that's what's unfortunate. I mean, this should have been wrapped up. Uh, quite honestly, America should have paid attention to what Senator Grassley and I showed in our report in September 2020 showing the vast financial uh, entanglements, foreign financial entanglements of the Bidens, they should have not elected him, and we wouldn't be going down this path. You know, the FBI should have been tormenting Trump, uh, you know, doing the corrupt investigations of the Russian collusion hoax. I mean, this, was, this has all been ginned up by uh, targeting Trump by the media and by the federal law enforcement. You've got, really got to go back and take a look at the history of this. It's, it's quite shocking. And I continue to hear, in fact, uh, our uh, our news director has a comment this morning Look at uh, reflecting on uh, what Trump will face uh, in court later today and the fact that people bring up Hillary Clinton and uh, emails and the Biden family and, and uh, the, the DOJ did their investigation. They found nothing credible, no, no credible uh, evidence of wrongdoing, just sloppy. Uh, activity from Hillary Clinton, and so no charges. Uh, more and more people across the country do not feel that we have a fair uh, justice system. Is that going to be 
or I should, what kind of a problem is that going to be if uh, the DOJ and the FBI don't start proving that they are a legitimate uh, organization? Well, they can't prove it because they are administering a dual system of justice here, and you know half half America recognizes that, the other half denies it. Uh, that, that's how divided we are. Uh, it's very difficult to discern the truth. You know, half of America discerns one truth, the other half discerns a different truth. Um, but but yeah, in most cases, both things can't be true. But you know, I, I'm obviously the half that has looked at the corruption of, of the FBI, Department of Justice, uh, certain elements of the intelligence you know, community. I mean, now we know that our current Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, when he worked part of the Biden administration, he's the one that prompted the letter that said the Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop that had all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign. That was complete BS. They had no evidence of that. In fact, the FBI had that computer. They knew it was real. Um, Let's face it. The FBI provided Senator Grassley and I a misdirection, I'd call it, unsolicited uh, briefings. They were targets of Russian disinformation when they knew a couple months before they had this uh, uh, FD-1023 serious allegations with apparently voice recordings of the Bidens uh, in in corrupt uh, uh, bribery scheme. So... Again, I, I don't have all the information, but we keep piecing more and more uh, of it together, and it just shows a, you know, deep corruption inside the, the upper levels of the FBI, Department of Justice, uh, intelligence community. Well, and, and those upper-level leaders may end up just saying, oops, yeah, sorry, uh, uh, got to go, and nothing well, else. They well, just move on. Well, the difficult nature of uh, – holding the FBI accountable and the Department of Justice accountable, that is law enforcement. They, in the end, are the ultimate law enforcers. And when they're breaking the law, it's pretty hard to prove it. They know exactly what they've done. They know how to hide the ball. Unless we have whistleblowers coming forward with really good evidence, uh, you know, they just claim, well, we have an active investigation. We can't turn that those documents over to Congress, which is exactly what the FBI was doing. They, they would never even admit they had the FD-1023 form until they found out that uh, Senator Grassley and James Comer had actually seen the FD-1023 form in the lawyer's office of the whistleblower. And then they had to admit that it existed, but again, when they had turned it over under threat of subpoena and contempt uh, citations, uh, they redacted it uh, certainly more than what Senator Grassley saw, which is why he wanted the floor of the Senate yesterday to reveal some pretty important information that uh, 17 recordings exist of the uh, uh, it sounds like uh, uh, Zlochevsky is the uh, owner of the corrupt oligarch of uh, Burisma uh, making you know, his conversations with Hunter. Fifteen of those were with Hunter, two of them with Joe Biden. Uh, did the FBI ever, ever listen to those recordings? Uh, did they just blow them off? Did they just uh, you know, cover up for the Bidens? We don't know because they're not being forthcoming with us. Yeah, that's, uh, it certainly doesn't help anybody across this country have any faith in law enforcement. I got to change it up before we run out of time altogether. One of my uh, listeners wondered, is there anything or what do you think that a, a candidate, a conservative or Republican candidate uh, should do or could do to defeat Tammy Baldwin? Well, I would just point out, uh, you know, she's pretty much a rubber stamp vote for Senator Schumer and Joe Biden and take a look at their record. Uh, you know, massive deficit spending, uh, growing debt sparked 40-year high inflation. They have a war on fossil fuel, which drove gasoline price up to record levels. They're still really high. 
uh, you know, the, the rising crime in our in our big cities in particular. Uh, again, the open borders, the, the embarrassing surrender in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, all, all these things are basically what uh, Senator Baldwin supports. They've been disastrous for this country, and we're, we're, we're on a very dangerous path. I try and warn people that Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty over the course of a couple of decades. Uh, we could do the same thing here in America. There's, there's nothing guaranteed about our freedom. We certainly saw that in the pandemic. Uh, there's nothing guaranteed about uh, American prosperity. I mean, we can we can fritter it all away, and right now that's exactly what we're doing, heading down this socialist model, which Senator Baldwin supports. It's a, it's a scary thought to consider that the United States of America could vote itself into a, a, a deficit, vote ourselves into a, a, poverty. A, a poverty, a giant hole. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. You know, $32 trillion in debt on the past $50 trillion. Uh, you know, Social Security Trust Fund, uh, that, that accounting convention will uh, run out in, in early 2023, 2024, or 2034, something along those time frames. At, at what point uh, we, we won't have revenue to cover all the benefits. Uh, if we don't have revenue now, we're just using those, those trust fund bonds and having to flow additional U.S. government bonds, increased borrowing. Uh, everybody says this is unsustainable. I agree with them. But very few people are acting like it's unsustainable, certainly not Senator Baldwin. Right. Unsustainable, but let's not stop it yet until the election. Senator Ron Johnson, uh, I'm way beyond. Thank you very much for talking with me this morning. It is always a pleasure, and I, I really appreciate it. We'll do it again. I can hardly wait.